This episode of the Jiu-Jitsu Times podcast is brought to you in part by No Judges Needed BJJ Apparel and Lavender Lane CBD Products. You can use the promo code JJT for 20% off your first order at No Judges Needed and the code JJTimes20, all uppercase, last two items are numerical, for 20% off your first order of CBD products. Thank you very much for sticking with us. Enjoy the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Jiu-Jitsu Times podcast. I am your host, Kevin Bradley, joined as always by my co-host, Mr. Kevin Gallagher. Uh, we just got done roasting my my haircut. The, the barber went a little too short, and now I look like Mike Pence, but it's okay. We're going to keep rolling. <laughs> it's like one, like one of those memes. Like, what are you looking for? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about Mike Pence. I, I got you, fam. <laughs> no, 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 no. Hey, man, I want Mike Pence. We have Mike Pence at home. Mike Pence we, at home. Mike Pence at home. That's great. That's great. Oh, uh, getting political in the first two seconds. That's but right. uh, yeah, right. uh, BJJ Woodstock wrapped up. We just uh, had Austin Daffron on. But uh, other than that, how are you doing, man? Good, man. Another busy week. Been. Uh, cranking out my uh my writing and stuff uh i got another article i'm about to about to drop for aces uh doing another interview right after get it for this uh i need to start oh, yeah. editing some stuff for you guys for the jitsu times i gotta get on that i want to start editing some more of these things yeah then i, I just, watched uh matt Fuller. yeah i just gave my i gave my two weeks at my uh part-time gig because oh, yeah. i i need to well they, they wouldn't give me nights and yeah. i i haven't been able to train at all and they're yeah. like they, I was supposed to be working all day, like, and then have nights off, but they changed it up, and it's just, it is what it is. Are you still doing the marketing stuff for, uh, with you? Yeah. So, yeah, I, I've, uh, I've been doing a lot more social media work, and, uh, it's been, it's been good. Life is starting to put itself back together in different areas of the country. But, um, you know, excuse me, people are still, uh, acting kind of crazy. And so we've got a lot of, uh, We've got a lot of stuff that we'll be able to talk about. Oh, yeah. um, what did you want to? What did you want to start with? You know, man, uh, we got a few cool things on the docket. We definitely have to get into Seth Daniels, Ryan McGuire. I just, I just, <laughs> just, that's just, that's just, that's just, there's so many different layers to that onion to, <laughs> to start to peel away. But we can get to that yeah, a little we, bit later. Yeah, let's just. Uh, I know we've got, um, uh, we got the sad one, a uh, kind of a sad one, just because yeah, this is a guy sad. that's. This is a guy that's uh, had a troubled uh, road after his professional career wrapped up. And even during his professional career, uh, we got uh, Mayhem Miller in the news again. Uh, oh, sorry about that. Uh, Chrome is a bit wickety wonkety, and I got to close out of some stuff the big deal. real quick. But yeah, so Mayhem. Mayhem Miller in the or uh, in the news again for uh, burglary and grand theft auto, which is damn. Yeah. Um, what yeah. is your what is your uh, opinion on mayhem? You know, overall? I always lean towards the CTE side. Um, you look at a guy like Mayhem Miller that is already on the fringes of antisocial just based upon his personality and probably from his upbringing, probably had some kind of troubled childhood. I'm not really sure about his background particularly, but he gives me the, the allure of some kind of counterculture personality, punk rock personality that fought that stay away from the conformity of society 
type thing. And when you start to add in the the CTE issues and the brain traumas that he probably surely occurred through a lifetime of martial arts, it's not too hard to start to connect the dots as to why he has become what he's become. You know, one of the biggest problems with CTE is impulse controls. And when you're dealing with someone that is already on the fringes of fuck society, screw society, um, it doesn't take too long to start going past the point of normal. You know, you 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 can be uh, an anarchist, I guess. It's not a, it's a catchy word right now, but it's not the same anarchist that you guys might think. But you could be an anarchist at heart as long as you still walk within the lanes of the normal society. I mean, you can't go out and start living the life he's living because it starts to catch up to you. And it's sad. It's pretty sad because he's this time he's in trouble. He was already out on probation for domestic violence. He violated his probation. He's been it's one after the other after the other. This time he's going to do some serious time. Yeah, and like uh, disorderly conduct, uh, van- uh, vandalization. You know, like he's had a lot of very public and violent run-ins. Yeah. And it sucks because he was such a huge figure in MMA for mm-hmm. such a long time. Uh, not just in the u.s but abroad he fought in uh in pride i believe i think that's where it no was it dream where he fought soccer i think it was dream where he fought sakuraba and he was just this this submission artist he was a a, an incredible competitor and it it sucks for me too because he he also ran the that show bully beatdown for a few years and that was one of the first that that was one of my first instances of learning about mma was watching that show just because a friend of mine at school was like, Hey man, you got to take a look at this. Like there are these, there are these guys that will just get bullies to come onto the show and then they'll beat the shit out of them. And as a guy that was bullied, I'm like, Holy crap, this is the best. How, how could this be legal? There's no way. <laughs> you know, it's, it's equally saddening and equally disheartening to see someone like mayhem who, you know, was, you know, a hero to a lot of people. A lot of people looked up to Mayhem Miller in the early, early days of MMA because, you know, he was a great jiu-jitsu practitioner, but he also had a personality. He used to come out in the mask and kind of do his little dance, and he connected to, you know, the audience. And then he had the charisma to be on television shows. I remember watching him coaching. Uh, I think he I think he went against GSP, Bisping. actually. Bisping, right? Bisping, 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 that's yeah. right. I remember seeing him coaching um, – on the ultimate fighter. fighter and you know he's a intelligent guy great personality you know loves the camera the camera loves him but you start to see the the devolving or de-evolution of his brain capacities due to cte and, he, and it's sad to see someone like this go the route they're going because he's not this person but unfortunately it's uh it's it's more than he can handle um you know, he, then you start throwing in the, the they 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 showed some some issues of him on HR TRT and human growth hormone, all those other things, all those things fucking with your hormones are just a classic cocktail, and it's all a result of the CTE. It just fucks with your whole. Well, I th- think think also think also about the time in which he was like seeing the most success in MMA. Think about when he was doing his best work, when he was really competing and showcasing what he could do, uh, and where he was doing it. You know, he was one of the earlier stars not like super early but you know definitely before it, it reached pre, pre-ufc boom you know it was yeah, right pre, in that kind of like right you know pre-ultimate fighter pre uh tv deals with spike 
right. he was doing his thing in Japan and 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 Asia, and he was and it was very unregulated. So right. people were taking everything, and there was no oversight as to if this is a good idea. Yeah. And the rule set, he was getting soccer kicked, yeah, in the head. Right, yeah, it was brutal. Those it, old schools, those old pride fights, were brutal. 10 minute rounds, first round, and then they think they went down to five or three for the for the next year. Actually, it was they were brutal, brutal fights, pride was. Yeah. And and you're looking at we're talking about Jason because he's such a big name, but think about all those undercard yeah. guys back from back in the day. 100%. What, like where are they? You know, what are they doing? And it's 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 very as a fan and it, it, remind, being reminded of how far the sports had to come. You know, and everyone's like pride never die and pride was great. And it, it was some of the best fights in history, but, uh, yeah, the, yeah. there was some things that needed to change. Kev, you know, I keep saying this and I've kind of, and I'll continue to say this because I'm, you're talking to someone that has dealt with some issues from CTE from boxing. I've had some problems with, with, with the same things that, uh, that Mr. Mayhem Miller is going through. Um, we're starting to see because again, you have the UFC and MMA is kind of a young sport, and the issues that the mayhem are starting is starting to display. They take a little while to start to cultivate in the brain. When you're young, you just kind of push through that shit and you don't really think about it because you're so young and and, and veer out and you're just moving on. When you start to get in your mid forties, early forties, late thirties, they really start to see this stuff happen and materialize in in what we're starting to see now the the ufc world and the mma world is starting to see stars that were once these great people that has been around long enough to see the long-term effects the same way boxing has in the same way professional football has um i think we're unfortunately it's i i hate to say this but i really believe we're going to start seeing more cases similar to to Mr. Miller, Chris well, Lee, another not one. Not even, not even in terms of just crime specifically, but look at you know, uh, look at BJ Penn. Look yeah. at how his career ended. You know how we had to see him slowly lose, like his his speed and his his you know cognitive ability in the cage, and then it ended with him getting into public bar fights. It was yeah. just, it was ugly, and. Less less so in com- competition, but you know those people comparing current Nate Diaz or Nick Diaz interviews to when he was first starting out and how much yep. like different he sounded. You right. know how he was he used to be able to put like sentences together a lot quicker, and now it's it's like a, an entirely different person. He doesn't even sound the same. Like his voice is different. Yeah, and not that much time's passed. Yeah, that's and that that leads to a, another discussion why fighters. Are, are fighting so hard to get paid more by the UFC is because, you know, that 100 grand, 200 grand you're making in the short term, it doesn't really pay for what you're going to deal with in the long term. When you're a professional fighter, you're going to have problems. You're going to have lifelong problems that haunt you forever. And, and, and again, it's not even about the fighting, it's about the training, it's about all the stuff you put into it. You know, you get dinged up all the time just sparring. So yes, I and it, I don't know what the answer is. I don't know what I don't know how you solve it. It's just something that needs to be addressed and something that needs to be recognized because I feel very bad for for Mayhem Miller. I, I've had seen interviews with him and it's just like whoa. Wow. Now now I, I do want to put out there that we're not we're not trying to excuse all the bad stuff that no, he's done on 
on whatever might be affecting him mentally. You know, that, that's that's important because he is responsible for his actions. He he made a lot of choices and they led him to where he is now. And it's it's not very fair, but he's still doing bad things. And so I feel like we got to talk a little bit about the fact that the celebrity and the human story can never outshine whatever bad stuff he's doing. Right. Yeah. You yeah. Know, there's one, you, you don't, you, that's, and that's the thing. You don't get excused. You don't say, well, yeah. he has these problems, you know, poor, poor man Miller, you know, you, you, the, the, it goes, there's so many different layers to this that, that need to be discussed. It's, you know, we live in a society predominantly by, you know, we talk about mostly males or fighters, you know, there's this big feeling of male fine. We're fine. I don't need to talk about things. I don't need to look for help. I don't need to ask for answers. I could just push through this and move on with my life. And I, you know, mental health, you just can't push through that, man. And talking to someone that trust me, it's been through that gambit. You need to talk to someone. You need to look, you need to seek help and you need to start working your way through this because your ability to cognitively, discern discern between right and wrong starts to dissipate particularly from cte and from fighting and i hate to sound so morbid because i love fighting and since i have a i level have a love-hate relationship with the sport believe me because i see what happens but things things need to be addressed and understood mayhem miller should have never been allowed to get this far as far as i'm concerned yeah i think that's one of the big reasons that i i always stick closer to jujitsu you know, and why I prefer like covering and, and writing about jujitsu just because, you know, you could suffer a lot of really dangerous injuries right. in jujitsu. There's a lot of risk there, but it's, it's your, your brain is often left untouched. I'll take you know? a broken leg over a broken brain any day. <laughs> I mean, that's uh, a lot of people might not make that choice, but I like the fact that it's your choice to make. Right. Exactly. Like, exactly. All right, and uh, <laughs> yeah, right. Not exactly. Yeah, not exactly. Right <laughs> not exactly. No, 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 not exactly. Transitioning into a, a nicer topic. Right. Uh, Kyotera recently took to social media to announce that his academy is closed uh, after uh, uh, repeatedly getting uh, fined by the state. Um. Yeah, well, this is just a continuation of of more of the stuff we've seen in in co in a COVID America in a yeah. COVID world. Just yeah. massive academies, seeming pillars of the sport, starting to to crumble a little bit, starting to be really feel the wear and tear about this. Um, how, I don't know. How do you feel about so, this? So <laughs> I read that article. I'm not. For, what state is it in? Do you remember what state it was? I didn't see what state. I don't know if they even mentioned what state it was. I'm, I'm was assuming Nevada? California or Nevada, Nevada maybe. Yeah, wherever, wherever they're, they're a little more stringent. Um, but the way I read the article was, is this this is not necessarily Kyotera losing everything in his gym, dissolving. Yeah, he's t- okay. So just it's a temporary a, it's a, shutdown. Temporary. It is not permanently closed. He right. has closed it uh, after being threatened with uh, massive fine, five thousand dollar fines by the right. state. Right. Um, and he has said in his post that. He will reevaluate over the next 45 days. Right. And he will then, excuse me, he will then release a statement as to what the future is going to look like, uh, what he can do going forward for his students. Uh, and that's where he is. That That is uh, that yeah. is the most recent. And no. it's, still, it's still reflective of 
our society right now, though. Like, I'm, I'm lucky enough to live in Florida. And again, you know, it's the Wild West down here. Like, and, and we also have a UFC exemption at our gym. So we get to train with the UFC fighters, which allows me to continue doing jujitsu on a fairly regular basis throughout the course of this. My training wasn't affected in the very early stages. I couldn't train, but I'm training. Uh, it is also just because I just, uh, I just looked it up. San Jose, California. That's where. Okay, yeah, okay, oh, California. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're not gonna let any of that shit go. Yeah, no. but um, it's sad. You know, I don't. It it concerns me in the realm of breaking down the the new jujitsu renaissance that has developed over the last uh, three or four years, five years, where the explosion of jujitsu. Has becoming, you know, what it is now with professional jiu-jitsu competitions and excitement about the sport, people tuning in, people signing up to do jiu-jitsu. Um, for that regard, um, but it also, you know, if you talk about the long term, the longer the economy closes down, you know, are these people, are these gyms going to be able to stay open simply because students are no longer going to be able to afford to train? I mean, jiu-jitsu is not cheap. It's, you know, wherever you go, it's 150, 200 bucks a month to get a jiu-jitsu membership. And if people are losing their jobs, losing their sources of income, not making a muff enough, as much as I love jiu-jitsu, as much as I believe it's a vital part of my life, it's still a luxury item. It's still something you're saying at the end of the month, okay, can I pay my bills? Can I pay my lecture? Can I pay my fucking water? Can I, can I eat, feed my kids? Okay, jujitsu after that, you know, so lots of things concern me about the state of the world we're in right now. I don't know what this looks like state by state. You know, I know how it looks in the, in the tri-state area here in the Northeast. I know that a lot of people have found ways to open their school up. A lot of people are just opening their school. Like it's right. like the, the protocols are kind of thrown out the window. Like it's, it's back to where it usually is. Just class sizes are smaller. That is, that is definitely being enforced. And I think a lot of places have worked things out with whatever County uh, law enforcement they deal with. And, uh, you know, I usually like to travel around a lot to see what, you know, other gyms are like, but I haven't, I haven't done that in a while, you know, even before quarantine. It is, it is weird to see though, these places being shut down just cause you know, jujitsu, the, the margins are always so thin, you know, razor thin margins you're dealing with and that, and that could even be said of the people that have a real name like Kayo to back right. up their school, you know, like right. Gary, I'm sure he would be open with the fact that, you know, it's not exactly easy maintaining a steady stream of students that are not going to flake, you know, the retention rate is so small, you know, and, and people care enough to, to cancel when it comes time. Like you're not getting a lot of people that are allowing this. Cause you know, people, Planet Fitness, you sign up, it's 10 bucks a month. You don't go for a while. You, you might not notice that 10 bucks, you know, and a lot of places are banking on that to, to sucker you in and then, right. yeah. and then just sort of let you, let it be derelict. And then you remember you've been paying for it. And then $200 like eight, makes a dent. Yeah. Two, yeah. Like over, over time, but right. jujitsu, it's so immediate that you, you pay attention to it and you make yeah. sure to cancel and you make sure to do all this stuff or freeze the accounts for when you can come back. Yeah. Uh, it, but it, it's, it's alarming for me as a fan of jujitsu to see these, like the pillars of the institution be unable to, to operate. Yeah. 
and it's concerning that, for the future. Yeah, and no one has really solved for X yet. No one's yeah. really figured out because this looks so different depending on who your governor is. It right. looks different depending on uh, what the infection rates in your area are like. And, and also the makeup of your school. If your school happens to be primarily kids, uh, people might be a little bit more cautious and pull them just yeah. because kids are more at risk. You know, if your gym is more older people, they might be out just because they're at risk. I feel like the average makeup of a jiu-jitsu school is pretty much the same, but I don't – I would need to look at that data. It's fu- It's terrifying though. Yeah, it's, 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 it's frightening. And, you know, it's – the thing about opening a jiu-jitsu school is it's, it's – it's not easy. You know, it's, it's nothing. It's hard. You got to run a business. You know, it's, it's, I believe me, I have looked into opening a gym up and I know lots of my, my partners at Sonny Parlin, Matt Arroyo, Rob Denorfi, all my friends that own gyms. And like, they look me in the face sometimes and they say to themselves, like, I, I start to hate jujitsu because like when you open a gym, you think, oh, this is going to be awesome. I'm just going to do jujitsu all day I'm going to yeah. get high in the back room and watch right. Simpsons, like exactly. chill with Come my out, bros. <laughs> classes. No, man, you start to realize, no, you're going to have to you're going to have to run after school programs. You're going to have to turn it into a daycare. You're going to be running like Friday night date nights and have have people working for you and have figuring out how to pay the bills and just like, you know. Just like Drysdale was talking about on that on that uh, on that interview when we interviewed him, you, you know, you got to do SEOs and you got to set up marketing platforms and all this other shit like that, man. It's 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 a business and it's not easy. Yeah, but that's that's why I I almost wanted to just like, man, that's that was one of those things that Joe Rogan tried to say that got me so fucking mad. Like, and I'm not trying to call him out, but when he was on the sh- when he was on the JRE, he was talking. I don't know who the fuck he was talking to. But he was just like, yeah, all these people that waste their time playing video games. Why don't you just master jujitsu, open a school, get a hundred students, and you're making so much money? And I'm like, you like, why are you lying? It's just that easy. It's not that you're. I don't even think it's that you're dumb. I think it's you're you're lying because there's no way you could be as into jujitsu as you are and think that's how it is, and think that it's just so easy to run a school and that people are just gonna sign up and stay forever and you know when you look at again the current climate of the world it's frightening on top of that because you start to think about wow are people just going to be rushing into jiu-jitsu schools like they have in the past are they going to have the funds to be able to afford to 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 pay those dues and come into gyms and and when you start having not as many gyms open you start having not as many people going to classes now we don't have as much to talk about and the uh, the whole vibe of jujitsu starts to fall away man it's it's scary for me man <sighs> yeah i don't know yeah there's i don't know what it looks like hopefully we can figure this covid shit out soon i i, I just i but i believe in my heart of hearts and and i i still rest on this idea that you know i i hate to say it and i hate in all of my being to, to give Ron DeSantos a nod because he's not my favorite person. But if you look at Florida as a test market, you know, maybe they did a pretty good thing. Maybe, I mean, it does, I don't, I just don't see dead bodies stacked in the streets. I don't see this uh, cataclysmic uh, humanity ending uh, pathogen that uh, the medical facilities might have anticipated or med- medical uh, experts might have anticipated in the beginning stages and maybe it's time to just start saying hey you know what be careful 
wear your masks. You know what I mean? Like when you can use caution, use caution, wash your hands, take care of yourself. But we need to start getting life back to normal again and start going back out to eat at restaurants and going back out to do things. Because if not, the economy is just going to fucking collapse on itself. I mean, I don't know. I like my mask. I like, I like, I like how it makes me feel, man. Well, you don't get to talk to me. You're like Batman. You're like exactly. No, I mean, I mean, uh... <laughs> you, know what? you know what? I'll, you know what? I'll fucking out myself. Uh, <laughs> my when I'm I'm working produce, uh, they're really big on you can't chew gum. Uh, but uh, because they, of the mask, I've been able to uh, chew gum my entire nice, job. Nice, yeah. nice. Did you uh, have you seen real quick? Have you seen the the new Batman trailer with Robert? Yeah. <laughs> It looks pretty good, and I was I not expecting. a big fan of the emo eye makeup on Pattinson. I understand how they're trying to draw, play that into. Well, he puts the eye makeup on to do the Batman thing, but when he's got his face off, and he's when just, it's just him, it looks yeah, like, it looks like <laughs> come on, we know, we know what you're doing. I'm it's, like, you don't oh have man, to do that. dude, like that guy's got to work at Hot Topic, right? Like, <laughs> right. I want to be like, like, excuse me, where can I get my Jack Skellington hoodie? Uh, my old ones, my old <laughs> ones got holes in it. <laughs> That's great. Based oh wait, upon, they, uh, I would want holes. In it. My my current one doesn't have holes in it. Where yeah, can I get can, one with holes? Can I get in one, it? one hole? <laughs> I, I based upon the the trailer, it looked like it might be. That was pretty. I was happy. I was. I was. I'm excited to see where they go with that. It looked pretty good. I love the fact that for like for years now, Batman has used this like since Nolan. Batman, they brought in these two like bro self-defense guys on the Batman Begins and the Dark Knight. And they basically created this like weird self-defense system. And they yeah, were they, based they were, upon the 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 whatever the sex the stemma, that he was in. Stemma yeah, or whatever. Yeah, whatever. I don't know. But like it was like he's got his hands up like this the whole time, like Muay Thai, but they're yeah. out. Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. just like this is what he would use, and it was still early enough in martial arts, I guess, that you could get away they with that. Able to just get away with it, and they yeah. didn't. They didn't just like let's ask any jujitsu guy, let's ask any Muay Thai guy what this would look like. I don't know. All right, let's 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 cover some good things before yeah, right, we get it. right. See I, what do wanna, I do want to talk about third coast grappling. <laughs> yeah, that was that that, that fiasco. But we All get to right. that. Yeah, this is exciting. This is Gordon versus Mateos. Uh, what do you like? This is a. I love this. I really I love, do love this matchup. Mateus is good. Mateus, Mateus is really like, good. I've never seen a picture of him where he didn't look so happy. Like he's just <laughs> he's got a great smile. Like, I've, uh, Gordon's trying to mean mug all the time. Mateus is just like, hey man, I got a great. I'm very photogenic, so I'm I, don't gonna think, I don't even think Gordon tries to mean mug. I think that's just his face. I think just the way he looks. I think that's just like his like. <laughs> I mean, he was like like earlier this. I feel like it was earlier in the month. He's like this dumb lady asked for money on the side of the road, and she has different hair than the last time I saw her. So <laughs> where, where are you getting the money for that? And I'm like, just leave the homeless people yeah, alone, Gordon. Yeah, Gordon, I love you, buddy. Just, just you talk about a your lifted future, truck. Like, it's, it's, it does nothing to you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's not, it's not helping. It's not helping. It's, the only, it's only hurting you at this point. But I, I Gordon like, yeah. is Gordon, and there's nothing we can do. You're either going to love the fact that he's the best jiu-jitsu practitioner in the world, or you're going to hate the fact that he's – well, politics are, are well. Okay. I mean, I don't know. Like this, this matchup. You know, Mateus, ADCC champion. Yep, he's coming into this with a lot of a lot of people hoping he wins. <laughs> yeah. The only thing that I would say, the X factor, and we could talk a little bit more about it, is is Gordon's just gonna be bigger. Gordon's just gonna be a bigger guy than than Mateus is. Mateus will probably come in. I mean, he 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 won the. 
what is it under was it 88 degree under, under 88 kilogram at 80 cc so it's about 185 so even blown up he'll be maybe 198 one you know 200 200 ish or something like that i think 192 yeah. is actually the the cutoff for uh under 88 i forget what the kilograms are somewhere yeah. around that area but uh gordon's gonna be huge gordon's just he's a heavyweight you know he's gonna be all of 215 220 pounds when he comes into this so that size and strength will have an advantage typically because um matthias's style is definitely a power jujitsu style he's definitely going to grind out with you he's definitely going to freaking be explosive and powerful and everything's going to be hard 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 movements that's that marcelo garcia uh style that they train over there and it won't work out well against the size of gordon ryan i'm afraid but what's, we what's weird is that they're about the same height you know yeah. i think mateus is six gordon's six two so you know it's not like i don't know Gil what Gordon's the, a little bit taller a little bit taller yeah 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 gordon's a little bit taller he's he's well he's six two yeah I mean, so like, he's a little taller yeah, yeah. I, I, that two inches makes a big difference yeah it. yeah it's two inches of freaking like meat too you know it's not just two inches of height it's two inches of extra like girth and muscle in those freaking you know hang on one sec maybe it's just the way that they're standing but like let's just like zoom in look at the difference in their traps like, just <laughs> <look at> <laughs> i mean mateus is a specimen don't well i mean it's i i think it's probably just the way he's standing too but i, I just mean thought he, it was, I he, looked funny. he won <laughs> That division he won at ADCC. I mean, I think he beat he beat Josh Hanger. He beat Josh Hanger at the Worlds. He beat Josh Hanger in um, in the ADCC. He beat that brown belt phenom kid. Um, I mean, Mateus is definitely a force to be reckoned with in the jiu-jitsu world. It's definitely going to be an exciting match with a lot of action, a lot of good jujitsu. But I just I I want to believe. I just think that Gordon's too good and too big. I too mean, good and too big. I think like it's it might just be because I I've been re-watching and re-watching the last dance documentary like <laughs> every day just because I'm I'm obsessed with it. It's, it's such amazing. it's such okay. a good documentary. So I want to go watch it again, yeah. Yeah, it's so good. Just like uh, mainly like I want him to cut up all the pot parts with Dennis Rodman just because I love that guy. I love, <laughs> I love how his mind works. He's like, I'm here, click, I'm here. <laughs> yeah, if you if but, yeah, once again, if you watch that documentary. And you don't believe that Michael Jordan is not just the greatest basketball player of all time, but probably the greatest athlete of all time. Then you're just you're just lost and confused. Well, yeah, but like in that same vein, you know, when he gets to the top, when he when he three peats and he's looking to three peat again, everyone is gunning for him yeah. so hard, and right. like the media turns on him. You right. know, he's the media darling, but like. By solely because of the fact that okay, you've won too too much now. It's annoying. Right. We want to see that next person, and I think his politics completely and his politics and opinions on stuff aside, people just want for there to be a changing of the guard. People want there to be a lot of really intense things happening. I don't know if people want some one person to dominate for too long. You know, I feel like everybody. That's yeah. what makes greatness so great, kid. The fact yeah. that once you're there, 
no one wants you to be there and everyone wants to come gunning for you. People start to hate you because you're so good. And that's kind of what's happening with Gordon Ryan. People hate him for other reasons too, but that people hate him because he's unbeatable. People hate him because he walks to walk. He talks to talk and he walks to walk. And that's why they have to all, everyone that comes at him has to go like, Oh, you didn't do this yet. You haven't, you haven't done the gee. You haven't done this rule set that I just made up five minutes ago. And right. it's like, they need to, Figure out bring him down from that level. And I think that that is a terrible way to go because you're never going to win there. The list of people that could really genuinely come up to him and say, you haven't done enough. Like who, like Marcelo, maybe could do that. Lovato. Lovato could maybe do that. Yeah. But I still think that, man, if Gordon Ryan dedicated himself to the Gi, like he would be just as good as the Gi with John Danaher coaching him. He would be just, in, in two years, he would win it and he would win it in the Gi just dude, as easily as he won it in no Gi. He's that dude, type of type He of athlete. doesn't want to do the Gi so badly that he got sponsored by a Gi company and <laughs> they he made him pay, he made them pay him so much money that when he didn't immediately compete in the Gi, they stopped being a company. <laughs> like hypnotic, <laughs> have you gone to the hypnotic website? No, no. It's it's just it's got like hang on one second. I'm going to I'm going to try bringing it up here. Does it say sorry, Gordon Ryan bankrupted us? Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, yeah, it's it's still there. All right, this is what this is what you look at when you go on their website. <laughs> oh, new umbrella. We know you want to get hypnotic branding teaming up with a few other top combat sports brands and moving under a new umbrella. We know you want to get the two 2020 line of your favorite brand, but under the current situation with COVID-19, we have delayed the launch of our new line until the summer of 2020. During this time, stay healthy, stay active, be responsible, and stay tuned for future updates. <laughs> that they, They're just not around. And I, that sucks because I like their geese. I have a few. Like, yeah. I have their hemp one, and I've got, like, the, the black. Yeah, hip- hypnotic means a good gee, man. Yeah, but, like, they just, he, they just aren't around, and it's partially his fault. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, it's it's definitely there's definitely a piece of uh, Gordon Ryan. I mean, COVID didn't help. I'm not, COVID like, didn't help. COVID didn't yeah. help anything in jujitsu. But still, though, I'm, I'm imagining that a lot of their their uh, their cushion money that they put away for a rainy day like COVID went towards getting Gordon Ryan as a sponsor, thinking he was going to burn up the gi scene, and then he yeah, like because he was about, the turnaround was supposed to be immediate. Like he was and supposed he, to. There like, was there was about two years ago he was pushing hard about going out and conquering the world of, of gi jiu-jitsu. Gordon Ryan's a very complicated kid. I mean, there's yeah. a lot, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things about Gordon Ryan that we don't talk about. And the fact that he has those mysterious stomach conditions that apparently plague him, um, you know, so he's constantly kind of thinking about, we went to do MMA and now he's back to jiu-jitsu. And now he's back to, to wanting to do gi all over the place. And I think part of that is partly because he's just so sick all the time and people don't realize that. Again, part of what makes him so amazing. Like when he won the absolute and didn't get a point scored on him last year, like he had a, his hand was like mauled. Like his hand yeah. wasn't even like his hand was like a, they showed a picture of it. It was like swelled up like a grapefruit. He couldn't even use his right hand and he's still, he's still dominated. That's how great he is. It's so it's so crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. It's, cra- it's it's crazy how super almost supernaturally like good he is at jujitsu. I don't want he's talented, but like I don't talented talented's a tough one because I don't want to invalidate the 
effort he's put in right. just to getting good. Just because yeah. talented kind of seems loaded sometimes because people can use that as a backhanded compliment. Like, oh, you you were born with the gifts that got you to where you are, you know, and like I don't want I don't want to imply that at all. You're born with gifts, but if you don't cultivate that talent and have the work ethic to make those gifts work for you, then you're not it's it's not the same. You have to be athletic talent. That's where great I was just talking to to Matt Favola about that today, about what makes him so great is he's born with the gifted attributes and he also has the work ethic to make those attributes effective. You gotta have that combination of two, and Gordon Ryan undoubtedly has both of them. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, okay. I feel like this might be just like a quicker one. Yeah. Why but, not, man? What, yeah. Why we not? Get, we can, we'll, just, we'll just pop off the, we gotta, the headlines and, and we, see where we go. We, we have to talk about, oh, yeah. uh, yeah, Ryan, uh, Jesus. <laughs> I hate it too. Cause I like both these guys. And yeah. And I, I like all the evidence has been scrubbed. I think, I yeah. think it sort of like got buried immediately, but did they, for those, did they, maybe they got together on, the I mean, I don't, and, and listen, listen, watching. full disclosure. I like Ryan McGuire a lot. He is more than welcome to come on the show and right. and talk about this. Like we're not trying to no. get gotcha or scoop him or, or do anything Seth like Daniels that. if he ever wants to come on. He's more than welcome to come on too. Well, yeah. Seth has ditched us. Like he's he's, he's yeah. He's, I, I don't <laughs> think we. I will give Seth the bit into the doubt. He's also a very busy guy. Had, you know, we had we, a few opportunities and then it didn't work out. Materialized. We tried. That's for true. Him. Yeah. So like both of these guys more than welcome to come on the show and you but. You can tell me if I'm incorrect. Uh, actually, do I have? I did I screenshot any of the stuff that got said? I, I read them all, so I remind know them. I know them all off the top of my head. It was just a whole. It was a whole. The de- yeah, it was deleted. Yeah, everything was everything was deleted. I they was must have talked. They must have talked to one another and figured out a way to squash it. Okay, so essentially, uh, essentially, Ryan posted. Something about uh, whoever was having – someone was having a match with Seth, and he was like, if anyone cr- like rips a neck crank on him and makes him hurt, I'll give him $1,000. Right. And this runs against a lot of his – what he says, which is like all love, no beef. I know. I and know. it's just it, – it's Ryan, Ryan, for someone that says no beef, it is almost every weekend. I love – I love I love Ryan, but there is definitely a duplicity to his personality. Yeah. <laughs> we'll and I – I – yeah, I love him to death. He's a great guy. He's offered me a lot. He's helped me in my career a lot because he, I've gotten the chance to cover some of his shows. I was one of the first people that wrote an article about Third Coast Grappling, and I believe in it. I believe in the promotion, but – Holy shit, man. You got to stop doing this. Just like fully hand your social media over to someone and give them bullet points as to like in his. Yeah. In his defense, I will play devil's advocate and and say that Seth Daniels has Seth Daniels has done quite a bit for the jiu-jitsu community. Right. Fight to win is definitely a pioneering event for professional grappling. And he is very deserving of the place at the table that he has been given with Mo Jessam and the ADCC and all the things he's done through flow grappling, all the things he's done to help make professional jiu-jitsu what it is today. But man, damn, Seth. I love you, buddy, but your head is just like you you have the he picks fights unnecessarily 
that drives divisions between promotions at a time when, dude, like, why are we doing this? And maybe he has some issues with Ryan McGuire. I imagine that I'm not privy to all of the information behind closed doors, and I'm sure we're not getting the full story from Ryan because he's a promoter. That's his job. But in Ryan's defense, I am I know for a fact that Seth Daniels has publicly trashed many of his shows. Yes. Constantly. Constantly wants to scream from the rooftops that fight to win is the greatest thing to ever happen to professional jujitsu, which it might be. But like there's a saying in Brazilian and Portuguese, and I don't know the exact saying, but my buddy told it to me one time. It's something about when the tide rises, all the ships go up too, something along those lines. Yeah. So like, did you want Three Kurt Crows grappling to be successful because it makes your promotion more successful. It brings more eyes to jiu-jitsu. I think that the only difference that I would say, because I agree with all of that, but the difference here is that Seth, to my knowledge, at no point has ever sold himself on being a peace, love, kumbaya guy. He has openly been like, you know, my shit's the best, like, right. Beat it nerds. Like, yeah, exactly. You guys, <laughs> I mean, he, you guys, he wrote a story for us about how great steroids are. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm the greatest and everyone else. Yeah, is, that everyone is, else is, you know, that second. is like what he's put out there so that we can honestly, like, we might disagree with him, but we can't say that he's not selling what he's, that's, him. that's who he is. And that's yeah. his personality. I will just say this, that, it's kind of off-putting sometimes, and it it makes oh, people it makes people where he thinks it's building the sport. It makes people eh, like, eh, what's this shit? And who is like like the only thing I could think of when I saw, and I, I wrote an article about this too a couple weeks ago. I wrote the the article for Aces about this current state of uh, professional jujitsu, and like you know how you know my feelings of professional jujitsu. As much as I love to watch matches, I'm still just like. Eh. And so every time I see these cocky athletes and all the guys and everything that's involved in it, I just go, ah. And when I see two of the sports leading promoters having like a fucking, what the fuck are you guys talking about? Bitch fest with one another about like, I'll kick your ass. Meet me in the parking lot. You're a pussy. You're no good. Like, what in the hell is this shit? It makes like the kids dig it. I guess the kids dig it. But we want to build you. We want to build something better, man. We want to build something that that attracts more than just the the exploding in your face headline uh, fucking culture. You know what I mean? Here and now, big hype culture. Like it's yeah. just, it's off putting to me, and it's off putting to so many people to see that shit. I wish these guys would just quit doing that shit and grow up. That's just. My I opinion. think that they feel like if they were fully. And this is going to sound if they were fully uh, in this for selfless reasons, then I might agree with you. But they're also business owners. They're also, you know, capitalists. They're trying to go out there and get as much of the pie as they can, you know, and there's there's room for generosity there. There is. And I think every athlete I've known that's dealt with fight to win that has competed there has said that Seth is a fine, like a very cool guy. Yeah, like, I've, I've competed person, on that card many times. A good dude, man. Genuine guy, no problems there. But y- you also got you. You got to be a little gangster. You got it's a gangster business. You know, yeah. you, you can't have. You got to be a bulldog sometimes, and I get so, that. But yeah, 
I have I, I I wrote a little something when I wrote that I had a good little piece that I put in the little thing. It's a cool little quote if I could find it, but it was something along the lines of like when when you know the idea of having drama and having uh you know all of these hyped up things to kind of sell a fight i get that i know you got to do that and maybe i'm naive maybe i don't know what the hell i'm talking about maybe that's part of the deal and you got to be able to sell this shit with all these things but like gimmicks like that are very short-lived you know that's that's a very shallow well or something like that is what i wrote in the article like when you go for those gimmicks like yeah you're going to get some attention in the here and now but you got to keep popping those gimmicks up to keep things going the the reality of it is is when you put together a solid promotion that continues to crank on in and out and on and on and on and makes things work for the better and you make put out a great product consistently that's what sells for the long time and to be honest with you as much as i love fight to win i still think there's i'm not a big fan of the scoring i'm not a big fan of the platform of the way it's put together um, I love Seth. I think they do a great job. I think they've done a lot to put exposure for big athletes. But when you watch a fight to win match, half the time when you get done with it, unless there's submission, you're like, what in the fuck? Like, who who won this thing? How the hell did that happen? And I guess that's part of the point. But it's hard. Like, me and you understand jiu-jitsu. I couldn't imagine being someone that doesn't know jiu-jitsu <laughs> watching that. You know, so it's not growing the sport. It's good for us because we dig jiu-jitsu, but it's not bringing in people from the outside. Really for all of his – for all of the – possible reasons he keeps doing it you do have to admire eddie bravo repeatedly making new rule sets yeah. you know and there's a obvious the meme is that like oh his his fighters keep losing so he keeps making That's new not, right. not losing but just like getting outclassed by by certain guys from certain schools and so he wants to provide a a platform for his guys to be the number one guys you know that's that's fine i don't know if that's true also i think he could just be a guy that wants to keep innovating, wants to keep pushing the envelope. He thought EBI hit a home run, combat jujitsu, unless you're Austin, who we had on uh, last episode. You, <laughs> yeah. you maybe you maybe have mixed feelings about it, you know, because it didn't do as well. Uh, and now we got overtime. These are different rule sets. And there are 100% there are people that gravitate to one of them over the other. So he is reaching different people. I think so many different rule sets maybe confuses people just because if you explain baseball or football to someone once, you basically can understand the, the whole sport just because right. like there's not a lot of variations that, that matter for the, the, the general person. Like, yeah, I, I you got to change the rules a little bit when you go to Canadian football because I think the field is smaller or something. Or like maybe there's like – different rules for for different things but jujitsu there's so many different rule sets and that's like the number one thing we've been talking about the last few episodes yeah, it's, it's, it's been it's like a whole, it's just confusing well, where the hell are we with this thing we still haven't really come up with with the right answer and that's that's why i, I hate to say it i will continue to support professional jiu-jitsu because i love it because i love jiu-jitsu if i can compete on one cool if i can get guys to train under me guys that i know that have been on a sport use my influence whatever it is to get people to compete on those sports i will but i my opinion on professional jiu-jitsu anymore is eh. <laughs> that's just i can't i wish that i felt better about it 
I wish that I did, and that's just that's just where I'm at with it. I'm just kind of over the whole fucking thing. To tell you the truth, EBI did the best though, and I oh, really, I, mean, I really like Submission Underground, and I don't care what anybody says because I think ah. Chael, I think Chael sells it. He understands how to reach the market at home. People at home watching that don't know jujitsu, you got short five minute matches. Is it the best display of jujitsu for jujitsu heads? Probably not. But those five minute matches take it quick, and then you have an overtime. You know who won. You know I, who won because you put your damn hand up. And there's a, the there's only a people I've met that are really against submission underground are like the the super purists. Right. And this is not. And if they're watching, you know who you are. <laughs> but they they don't like. They either don't like Chael. They think he's he's an asshole. Which you know he he, he asks for that a lot. So you right. can't really you can't really say anything to that. But he's also open about it. You know what you're getting. Two, they don't like the fact that it's MMA fighters and jujitsu guys. They don't like they they don't think those are matchups that that really matter. And they don't like the cage. They think it's trying to. A lot of people view the separation that's happened between jujitsu and MMA how they used to be in the beginning, completely intertwined, like it was in the DNA. And over over the years, it's sort of diverged a little bit. So now jujitsu is more its own thing. MMA is more its own thing. They're very closely linked still, but like there's a lot of distance between them that wasn't there. And they, they look at the they look at the cage being there as like, oh, you're trying to get us back into where we were, but that's not good. You know? And I would I would agree with getting rid of the cage. I don't think that I don't think you need the cage. But what jujitsu heads don't understand is is again, like Jiu-jitsu for jiu-jitsu people is different for jiu-jitsu as something that will be marketable to the masses. And marketable to the masses is what I think about. When you think about making an event professional, when you think about having legitimate professional athletes that are really making a living at a larger scale fighting for a professional organization, it has to be more than just local jiu-jitsu dudes watching it because it's never going to pay the fucking bills you got to have people outside excited about what's happening and you have to have an exciting fast action-packed rule set in a 10-minute match even submission only is like watching paint dry to be perfectly honest with you most of the time because there's a lot of small things that people that know jiu-jitsu can pick up on the nuanced approaches to slow progressions to pressure when you have a five-minute match you have to push the pace because you know you only got five minutes left and you don't want to go to overtime because who knows it's a coin flip right and yeah. chael's awesome <laughs> jail he just you know he did he's got his arm thing there and you know the, the, the folks at home eat that shit up i was uh i was training in the gi one day with one of my buddies and someone wanted to give me a high five during the roll. That's when I realized tag team is the future. <laughs> there, it is. there it is. That's to, 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 to roll it back a little bit. That's what uh, Seth Daniels is doing. That They're doing like a, doing I don't even know. There's a three. That's yeah, like a three, three person team. Uh, subversive some shit i don't even know i saw ads for it i don't even know it's coming up again another variation in the ever-evolving variations <sighs> of jujitsu matches just to give us something else to be like what in the fuck is this man so far i think the only people that have done team stuff in a way that's gotten me to give a shit about it is quintet i feel like they quintet they throw was fun. Quintet, i mean is it still did it have, when was the last time we had a quintet? Is it like not yeah, a thing anymore? Over over a year. 
They kinda, yeah, I think they're kind of. Gordon was the Gordon. That was the Gordon show, right? When he just did, was on Team Alpha Male, and he just yeah. did the whole. Was that the last one they did where he beat Josh Barnett? There was yeah. there was one no, before that. No, I think the last one was when they did like different fight promotions, like UFC, Pride, WEC, Tenth Planet. Yeah, maybe like it was like fight, I think it was like fight promotions, like yeah. people okay. that used yeah. to. Yeah, they did like international teams too. They did like uh, Team Russia, I think they did and Team USA. I, I don't remember off the top of my hand, but I, I you're you're right along. It was something along those lines. But Quintet is fun again because it has you know it's it's all production value. It's got guys in the same uniforms. They're fighting for the same team. There's like there's drama. There's shorter matches. There are only five minute matches. They went really fast. There's rules and stipulations. Well, if he wins, he continues going. If he loses, you go into the next guy, and so on and so forth. Like people that don't understand the nuances of jujitsu technique, you give them some kind of rule format to follow, and they can at least hold on to that. Okay, yeah. the The last quintet was the was the Team UFC, Team Strike Force, Team WEC. Okay. Like it was, and it was Quintet Ultra. It was in December of last year, so it's yeah, so we're coming up on a year now. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a year, and I but I feel like the the rates of them were, yeah, they did a bunch of them all within 2019. So if, if they're if the, I, I fully get putting things on hold, just given the level of inter, like how many international people competed these, uh why they would put it on hold, but right. yo, let's bring back quintet. I love those. I like it. <laughs> lo- long story short, the moral of the story here is promoters, come on, man. Get your come on. Jesus Christ. Come on, Seth, Ryan, let's act like grown ups. It's just it's Yeah, just, and I Ryan, I love you, but Ryan, pay me to tweet for you. Yeah. I'll do it. I'll it's, do it's, it. It 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 makes you just it makes people just go, oh, come on, man. What are we doing? Yeah. Guys? Why are we doing this for? That's just my opinion. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Seth Daniels, right. if he even sees this, he'll tell me to go fuck myself. He probably won't. He's too. He just texts you like, "I'll beat he's, the shit out of you, Gallagher." He's, he's, he's big time now. He don't. He don't talk to me. Could you? Could you take him though? I like, don't talk. We, we will not ooh. discuss that. We don't, <laughs> we don't. We don't want to discuss that. We we could. We, I would be more than happy to compete against him on the big stage. I wouldn't want him to foot sweep me though, because I've seen the, the the horrors of that foot sweep. Uh, but I'm a nut, Kevin. I I don't give a shit who you are. Gee, no gi, I'll go against anybody. I, I'm crazy in the regard that, like, I really believe I can beat anybody. I'm just, I'm not always right. <laughs> give, give me, give me, uh, give me Calabib, uh, Nermo, Nermo Calabib, Nermo I'm just like, oh, Kevin, I don't know if I, I, I know he knows how to pronounce it, but I got to mispronounce it. <laughs> that was a very good, that was a very good Kevin Gallagher uh, impersonation, by the way. There's people that, have, that do very good Kevin Gallagher impersonations, but they don't allow them. We're going to have Matt Arroyo on, and we're going to make him do a Kevin Gallagher impersonation live on air because he apparently does a very good one. Oh boy, I'm interested so, to see that. Yeah, that's that's we got we got some good guests coming up. We, we got, got Matt yeah, next week. We got We've Matt Favolo. We got uh, Nick the Tooth agreed to come on, which uh, is gonna. I'm name. really excited about that. Uh, Chris Howder. Yeah, I guess, I guess say his last name. He's coming up next next Tuesday or next Thursday, and next in, Friday. In in 50 more episodes, maybe we can pull enough strings to get Kit back on. Like, <laughs> <laughs> make him make him sit through like uncomfortably, nervously twitch through another hour long episode. Oh <laughs> my god, I, I love him so much, <laughs> Kit. We love you, man. Yeah, All man. right. Well, this has been another episode of the Jiu-Jitsu Times podcast. I've been your host, Kevin Bradley, joined as always by my co-host, Mr. Kevin Gallagher. 
Uh, stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you next time. I keep trying – real quick, I keep trying out different <laughs> like ways to end the show, and I'm never sure if I did a good job. And I always think I'm going to stick to one, and I never do. Well, I will so. tell you this, Kevin. No, no matter what – you do it's always better than what i do when i open and close the show I, you whenever, did fine <laughs> you did great <laughs> whenever i'm solo i always whenever i have to do the open i'm always like oh god i wish fucking kevin was here i don't i don't know <laughs> it's the jiu-jitsu times uh, hey everybody i'm fucking kevin gallagher man this guy <laughs> that i can't I'm, I can't pronounce his name. I, I did absolutely <laughs> zero research to find out anything about him. I really wish Kevin was here. <laughs> so, so yeah, yeah, dude, the chicks, the chicks love it. Oh, we're on. Hey, hey, we're on. Hey, 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 now. All right. Well, well thank let's, you, let's, folks. Let us yeah. stick with uh, stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you next time. Good night. Yeah.